course, being a researcher, I'm asking you to go out there and check it out for yourself. However, in my research, excuse me, it is also my understanding that it was somewhat of a pilot program in its initial state for some chosen states and they, the powers to be at the IRS helm, decided as of December 29th of last year to expand the program throughout the United States. The appeals process was basically it, a process that has been intact, as we all know, for a number of decades with hardly any tweaks or refinements to its containments, which still, for many of us, was not helping us to reach an amicable resolution, but it just inevitably allowed them to continue with their long arm of the reach that they have. I thought that was some great news to share with you this morning as we are embarking on preparing our taxes for 2014. Yikes. Okay. Now, let's bring on the technology expert. His name is Brian Keeves. He is a technology expert with over 30 years of total experience in information technology to many different industries and clients. He brings deep and broad experience to his clients with the big picture view that allows him to integrate his knowledge of technology seamlessly into all aspects of organizations that he works with. Brian has extensive experience in cloud and data center implementation and management, architecture, technical project management, and governments. He manages large scales and multi-million dollar enterprise implementations and is proficient in many current methodologies and standards using the computer industry, including but not limited to ITIL, PMI, and SOA. Good morning, Brian. Good morning, Teresa. How are you doing? I'm doing just great. How are you? Great. All right. Well, let's get started. We had a bit of a technology thing there, but this is not going to happen going forward. I'm putting it out there. All right. Your title is technology expert. Can you describe exactly what that encompasses? Well, it's kind of a an overriding term. Um, as you mentioned, I have technical project manager, technical project management experience, architecture experience. Um, and that's not, you know, building architecture. That's um, architectures of computer network systems, et cetera. So basically a technology expert is someone that in their field um, kind of keeps up with the latest and greatest of uh, mm-hmm. what's going on and, and knows what is is happening out in the, out in the field so that they can um, – Provide the services that you know we're, we're that I'm offering. You know, that, 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 I'll put it back to me. <laughs> uh, I make sure that I know what's going on out there in the world, so that when my mm-hmm. clients have requirements, um, I can fulfill them. Okay, fantastic. All right, now let's get right into it. The term "the, the cutting edge of technology" is often tooted around for a descriptive used by organizations to get subscribers onto their services. Exactly what is the cutting edge of technology? Well, cutting edge is, again, it's, it's the latest and greatest, right? It's what is out there. Um, so you may, for your listeners, you know, may be able to relate. You're probably hearing a lot about wearable devices, 
Um, and that's typically being hyped a lot by these, you know, the watches that you can mm-hmm. wear, the Apple Watch that's coming out. That would be considered latest and greatest. But from the, there, there is a perspective that you have to be careful about because being on that latest and greatest cutting edge can be dangerous too. We actually in the industry call it the bleeding edge. And the okay. reason we call it the bleeding edge is that people who implement the cutting edge too soon can face tremendous um, issues. And that's what we call it. We call it bleeding. They can bleed money, talent, and um, have um, issues with their you know, customer perceptions, et cetera, because they failed to actually execute. So uh-huh. the advantage, you know, there are advantages and pitfalls, just like with everything. One of the advantages is that you can be faster to market, right? So if you're on the cutting edge, you use a piece of technology that can get you out there first before anyone else. Uh-huh. You can establish your product or service as the dominant one that everyone else is trying to catch up to. That's an advantage. But there are some significant pitfalls, too, especially for the, the users of cutting-edge technology. Um, <laughs> security and usability are typically the biggest one. So I'll, I'll give you a good example. Okay. Now um, I'm going to ask you, I'm going to, excuse me, Brian, I'm going to interrupt sure. you. I need to take a break right now. So hold that thought and we will be right back to discuss the more about the bleeding edge of technology. Thank you very much. Do you know that bullying in the workplace and in our schools, whether it's grammar schools or high schools, is becoming more and more prevalent? This includes the rise of verbal abuse and physical abuse to our senior citizens. As a matter of fact, bullying is on the cusp of becoming a dominant occurrence in today's society. For example, CareerBuilder.com survey of 2012 noted that about 50% of all workplace bullying goes unreported, and NBC News reported that the bullying statistics for seniors in the year 2013 is on the rise in America. And the statistics for bullying-related incidences in our schools, well, unfortunately, it is on the rise. And if you find yourself being bullied in school or in the workplace and you need someone to find resolve for your differences with professionalism, fairness, impartiality, and given a platform to be heard, give me a call, professional mediator Teresa E. Keeves at 480-283-7270 or email me at Teresa at mediationtalkshow.expert. Now it's time to put it all on the table through mediation. Here's your host, Teresa E. Keeves. Okay, we are back at it. We're back at it talking here with my technology expert, Brian William Keeves. And uh, before we left for a short break, uh, we were talking about the cutting um, edge of um, technology and uh, Brian was just giving um, a talk about uh, the bleeding edge, how some organizations can invoke certain technology into their organizations and maybe be too much into it by having too much of what it is they don't need. So I'm going to let you take it from there, Brian. Yeah, so I was starting to talk about um, the, you know, some of the pitfalls, um, security and usability. Are, are, like I said, the, the biggest ones. I'll give you an example. A lot of, um, probably most, most of your listeners are familiar with cloud, the cloud, right? Mm-hmm. The cl- cloud 
offerings are can mean a lot of different things, but typically what it means is that you're moving your your data or service from a physical device in your possession or in the data center somewhere <laughs> into uh, another data center, but that is in the cloud and it's accessible from your your computers, your smart devices, etc. Dropbox okay. is a good example of this. Uh, Dropbox is a way to store your files and back up your files that are on your computing devices um, and your smart devices, your tablets, your phones, and it's in the cloud. And the idea is that it's available anywhere. The downside to that, when it was first offered, Dropbox had no encryption. So there's no security. So, so literally, if someone can hack your your stream or your account, they can see all your files that are out there. And okay. that may or may not be, depending on what you put out there, that may or may not be, you know, acceptable to you. Um, now they have better offering, and, and typically that's the case. Like, companies will will introduce something quick, they'll get it out there as an early adopter, people like it, and then they start to add on the features functionality, to, like security and better usability and things like that. Another good example of... Um, Actually, it's not a cutting edge technology. Very, very old technology, but it's extremely dangerous technology. Are credit cards? Uh, one of the oh yeah. See, yeah, one <laughs> of the things you're going to see coming up this year is everyone's going to get a new credit card with a chip on it. Well, they've been using mm-hmm. these chips to encrypt credit card transactions in Europe for, for years, decades. Yeah, for yes. at least a decade. Yes. It's been resisted here in the United States because merchants didn't want to change their credit card transaction devices. That's it. Period. They blocked it and blocked it, and the banks let them do it. Well, you're probably familiar with all of the credit card um, hacks that have occurred this last year. 2014 has been a, a tremendous year for that. Oh, um, yeah. And But, of course, there's always a way to protect yourself. Um, mm-hmm. My favorite is use cash. It can't be hacked. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> the old-fashioned use cash, pay your bills with money order, and it's a done deal. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> exactly. Oh, exactly. Well, thank you for that. Now, let's move on. Now, you yourself, Brian, are an educator, <laughs> as you have done and continue to do presentations about varying hardware and the software package or packages that are complementary to the hardware for your clients in order to achieve what you are looking for. Could you describe to our listeners how do you go about doing this? You know, like, for example, someone that says, okay, I just bought a new um, um, Apple 22-inch um uh, desktop. Now, what is the software that I need for that? Absolutely. So the first step is education, right? I stay abreast of the current and future trends. Um, kind of alluded to that before. I make sure I know what's bleeding edge, what's actually, you know, cutting edge, um, and what's actually mainstay out in the industry. So in terms of of, of answering that question, you know, First off, I, I know what's, what's happening out there. I know the trends, et cetera. 
Then I carefully determine my <coughs> client's requirement. Right? Mm-hmm. So when, when you say, okay, I have this new Apple computer, well, what are you using it for? Oh, uh, okay, okay. You're a mediator. Okay, so <coughs> you're probably going to want uh, to make sure that you have and can use a camera because maybe you want to do some video conferencing. Um, you probably want to have some scheduling software. So maybe you want Microsoft Office for mm-hmm. email and calendaring and et cetera, et cetera. Um, uh-huh. maybe, maybe you want to do everything out on the cloud. So it could be something else. I'll talk later. Um, I think in this, in the, uh, our discussion, but you can also have like Office 365, which is the Microsoft Office in the cloud. Um, things like that. <laughs> so, and then the next step is I want to know my client's big picture. So not just the individual requirements, but okay. there are overall overarching requirements. Now, if I'm, dealing with, you know, a, a single individual, then I'm going to bring my experience to bear and, and know um, that there are some basic standards that should apply. There's there are certain security considerations. There are certain bandwidth considerations for Internet connectivity, things like that. Um, mm-hmm. Overall, like when I deal with, with my clients, I like to know what their standards are uh, because a lot of times I'm working with very large organizations, and the group I'm working with, <laughs> that they, they're looking to get a job done, right? But mm-hmm. they may not be paying attention to the old, the big picture, the company's big picture, that they have standards and, and security requirements and things. And they just, you know, so the people I'm working with <laughs> may just want to ram something in quick, but I've got to also pay attention to the bigger overarching concerns. And when that comes down to that individual Apple computer sitting on your desk, I'm going to make sure, well, let's say you're using Cox or um, Time Warner or other things, then you um, you should download their security software. So you, you, okay. you, know, you have that in place. Yeah, then, because it, I'm sorry, go ahead. Go ahead, go ahead. Yeah, I was just going to say that security is very, very vital, you know, particularly now because, you know, we, we come out with all of these, uh, uh, technology, uh, hardware and software packages and, uh, we're tooting them to be, uh, one something that will help us keep secure as we have so much sensitive data that, that is going on to these devices. However, we also need to be very aware that there are people out there that are, I don't want to say it, but I'm going to say it, that are smarter than the security and, and other uh, uh, devices that we are putting out there to help us stay secure. Do you understand what I'm saying? Absolutely. Do you say Target and Sony? <laughs> and most of them <laughs> don't even hear about incidents and things that are going on. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And, and just, okay. Yeah, I just want to say one more thing to answer sure. your question. The next sure. step is research, because even the most dedicated technologist doesn't know everything, right? Mm-hmm. So when a requirement comes in, I'll get something new. I don't know about it. I'm not ever good enough to know that I always know what's there. I'm going to go out and find the best solution to, mm-hmm. you know, to to to, to give um, back to the client. Mm-hmm. Because it's very important that, you know, you satisfy your client. You have taken on this mission to make sure that your client is set up the way he or she 
or they want to be. And I, and I really, um, I really admire you saying that you're not that arrogant because I have ran into, and I'm sure you have, have too run into a lot of people who are very arrogant and say, yes, they know about this. And then when it comes time to actually, uh, putting the, the apples in the, in the barrel, let's say that they have, they have not a clue how to do that. <laughs> okay. Now. Being an educator myself and having a lot of experience within the technology arena as well, but not nearly as much as you, I want to now talk about going green and smart devices. These two terminologies are constantly thrown out there for the public through advertisements like commercials on the television, billboards, flyers. They're singing and dancing about it, a lot of them. First, I want you to explain to our audience members what is going green and how can going green benefit their mediation practice? Yeah, so as you said, you know, uh, going green um, is, is really it's overhyped. And it's, uh, you know, there, there are some good advantages to, 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 to green technologies and, and going green in the, in the business, but there's a lot of things that um, – are set of green that, that really aren't. I'll give a, uh, an example of that. But essentially, it's, it's anything that will save on environmental or business costs, right? Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. environment costs can be carbon emissions or, you know, cleanup afterwards, like coal plants produce um, coal ash. And they have these huge ponds of coal ash. And we've had incidents over the, the years where, these ponds are like they're like dams, and they they break and they wash coal ash into people's homes and things like that. And these are toxic, you know. Um, mm-hmm. So that's that's the, the the first part of going green. It's the environmental. But typically, when you hear a business saying they're going green, it's to save money. You can, you can almost always think of it as what it boils down to is saving money. Mm-hmm. Um, but as a mediator, there are some great advantages to going green. Um, okay. You can use the technology that is being developed now, and in terms of you know, a lot of things we've talked about, um, the you know, going into the cloud is actually a a green technology because it reduces the need to have devices using electricity, basically. You, you don't mm-hmm. need your own heavy-duty computer in your own data center. It's all mm-hmm. consolidated. So we, we take advantage of a scaling up of, of using this, this consolidated environment, data center, and, and millions of people can, can use that as their cloud. Mm-hmm. And the company providing the service has a an absolute desire to reduce their their cost, so they're buying computers that are green, and buy and reducing their air conditioning costs because they use they generate less heat, and you know there's a whole cascade effect of that. But from a mediation perspective, you can use those technologies, um, and if you like, let's say go on the cloud and use video conferencing you could open yourself up to doing national and maybe global mediation. You could expand your practice 
Exactly. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, because that's something that uh, you and I did a presentation a few years ago for the Arizona Association of Conflict Resolution uh, at the Chaparral Hotel. And that was something that you and I talked about. We talked about how and my my talk was about mediating across the borders. And uh, one way of mediating across the borders is to be able to have the technology that you just talked about, how you can have several people on one conference line and have also have the capability for the mediation process to uh, to shut those lines down when you want to do caucus and then basically infuse them back together and so forth and so on. And I, I, can I make one one comment, um, uh, Brian, before you you finish saying what you you have to say? Um, now the going the going green wasn't one of this main um one of one of his main things about going green is that we have so much on our carbon footprint in our environment so as you mentioned the cloud because i just want people to get a whole broad spectrum and know exactly what we're talking about here and then that's to to lessen the 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 carbon footprint that we as human beings are leaving here on Earth, and I think the cloud is a is a great concept of that. That's all I wanted to say about that. You're absolutely right, and that's that's what I was alluding to is that by consolidating and making things more efficient, we we actually do reduce our carbon footprint on an individual basis. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's very very important because we have so much going. All right, yeah. now let's talk about the smart devices, Brian. Okay. Now, I'm sure my listeners are familiar with what smart devices are, you know, although sometimes our smart devices don't act too smart for us. Nevertheless, these smart devices, such as our cell phones, you know, our iPad 6s, whether you got the big iPad or the small iPad, our Apple i our Apple um, phones, our MiFi's, and so forth and so on. All of these things are essential to our everyday lives, be it business or personal, and particularly for conducting our business on a daily basis with our clients. It 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 makes it makes it you know very you know very good how we interact with our clients because we want to be very you want our clients to be convenient we want them to be we want to be easy uh, you know easily accessible now the devices i just mentioned have this technology contained within them called bluetooth exactly what is bluetooth um bluetooth is a network right and just to explain what a network is um the internet is a network all right mm-hmm. your your smart device, your phone, your your iPads, etc., have are on on network. You might have a Wi-Fi connection to a you know a, a Wi-Fi at work or at home. <clears throat> you might have cellular data connections to your phone. Well, a Bluetooth is just another type of a network. It's just short range, right? And it's typically up to about a, a 50 to 100 feet, depending on the standards being used. And it's mm-hmm. typically used to connect your cars and your headphones to your device. You can listen to music and you can be hands-free when you're driving. Uh-huh. Um, that's the advantages. But just like everything else in technology, there are disadvantages because because the Bluetooth is a network, people can actually 
connect to your devices um, as a network and access your devices. Now, you have to initiate the connection, but you have to be careful, just like anything else, in using your, your smart device, your smartphone, tablet, you need to make sure you're connecting to the right network. Just like there are public Wi-Fi uh, wi networks that you don't necessarily want to just connect to anything. You have to be smart about it. You've got to be careful even on your Bluetooth, not just to, just to connect to anything, because that gives you the device, the other device, actual access. So you can actually connect Bluetooth to computers and use mm. like, like a Bluetooth headset or your, even your phone. You can connect Bluetooth to your computer. That means someone mm -hmm. could be connecting it accidentally to someone else's computer. And then they can wow. access your, your device. And then they can, and all your wow. Wow. So we have to be very careful about how we connect our devices up because they all have, they're all Bluetooth ready. And, and so we could connect them. And then, then this is another way that we can be hacked, isn't it? Correct. Oh, wow. Thank you for listening. Please return as we continue to have our conversation with Brian William Keeves about technology. Do you have disagreements with your landlord regarding your home or apartment that you are renting? Or have you fallen behind in your HOA payments and you cannot reason with the HOA Association for resolution of your issues? I can assist you. My name is Teresa E. Keyes. I am an independent professional mediator. Give me a call at 480-283-7270. You do not have to litigate your disagreements. They can be professionally mediated. The process of professional mediation is an effective, efficient, timely, and less costly method for resolving your disputes. Give me a call today at 480-283-7270. And you can also email me at Teresa at MediationTalkShow.expert. You're listening to Put It All on the Table Through Mediation with Teresa E. Keeves. Okay, thank you for joining me again. We are talking with Brian William Keeves. He is my guest. We are talking about the um, infusing technology into your mediation practice. Now, we as professional mediators, Brian, we are very interested in the technology that can assist us in making certain that we are on point for ourselves and for our clients always. Okay. Can you discuss how technology is affecting the practice of mediation today in the year 2015? Absolutely. Um, I mentioned before that the technology can help you transform or transition from being a, a local mediator to a national or even global mediator. Um, you, can, you can use it to actually leverage yourself um, to, to basically larger scale mediation. Um, that could be governmental um, or commercial applications or, or mediations that that would uh, require you um, to connect to a lot of different people in different locations, for example. So as long as you have that mindset that remote can be the same as being local, you can utilize the technology to expand your practice. And, and one good way is to leverage video conferencing. Um, especially um, if you're um, dealing with 
uh, well, of course, if you're dealing with people who are remote, um, mm-hmm. you have multiple individuals, <clears throat> there are technologies out there now. And this is actually different because the, 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 the conference that we presented to two years ago, um, it, it, back then, we were kind of struggling to find good video conferencing software. But nowadays, almost all video conferencing um, can can um, tie you into multiple people. And mm-hmm. typically the bandwidth that's out there now, um, even to your home on fiber, um, Cox is providing 100 megabits. And in fact, they're providing a gigabit service um, mm-hmm. to to the home. So that that's basically a gigabit is probably 50 times larger than most people uh, had two years ago in coming into their house. They're probably, they were probably talking about 20 megabits, and that, uh-huh. that's a gigabit. That's like 50 times bigger. So <laughs> that means that you can do a lot more with the, the technology, and basically it costs not much more than it does now. So yeah. that's, that, that's if you want to do it on a, you know, more of an individual basis. You can use your computers and tablets in your house uh, or in your office to, 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 to accomplish that. You can also rent video conference facilities. If you, if you have a, a long, uh, highly visible and expensive mediation, um, mm-hmm. you know, your clients may be perfectly willing to pay for um, video conferencing. And most major cities in the world have, have a video, a really good video conference tie-ins where basically you sit in front of the video screen and it feels very much like you're, you're sitting across from individuals. We're not up to the, you know, 3D yet <laughs> or, or holograms yet, um, but these facilities are a little bit expensive, but if, you, if you've got the right requirement, they are a great way to go. And okay. you know, I keep, I keep I, I'm sorry to keep harping on it, but... With everything, you know, security is a big concern. You know, if you need to choose something that uh, a method of communication, even if you're just sending emails to your clients, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, you have to always keep those things in concern because you're asking how is technology affecting the mediation profession. Well, <laughs> the the downsides or the pitfalls of all this technology is that it can be hacked, and if, especially if you're in a very high-profile mediation where there's millions of dollars on the line, what would mm-hmm. happen if a third party was able to hack into your communication stream or your video stream and see what's going on in the mediation in progress and use that information to their advantage? Exactly. Exactly. would be would be totally blown. Yeah. Mhm. Wow. Yeah, because now video conferencing has been something that also I'm going to use that word again tooted for uh, a number of years as you know we've dealt with with video conferencing and I've always felt that video conferencing would be an essential tool in addition to having the capability of multiple the use of uh, multiple phone lines when you are are mediating clients uh, whether they're near and maybe they can't come to your office and or if they are in another state 
or in another country. I think, I think, uh, video com, that's very good about renting the video, um, uh, conferencing, um, you know, uh, facility. Um, and, and then you can go in there and, and, uh, be looking, um, very sharp as you are, you know, resolving issues with your clients. Okay. Now let's go on to our question. Next question. In building our practice, uh, for this year and beyond as professional mediators, Brian, with all that we have discussed so far, I would now like for you to give us a couple of examples of what we need to look out for as we are embarking on expanding our mediation technology base. You know, like what are a couple of the technology gotchas we need to look out for? Yeah, so a few of these are recaps of what we talked about before. Uh, Try not to stay too close to the bleeding edge because there's Mm -hmm. liability there, right? As a mediator... You are liable, and you know you may have E&O insurance. You may not. You, know, you should, <laughs> but there are there could be situations where you know if you use some um, some something that's that's being offered brand new and it backfires on you, um, that could be a problem. So try to stay with well-established firms that have you know a good reputation. A good product, and then uh, you know I think I've asked, I've talked about this in every single question. Security, you know, pay attention mm-hmm. to it, stay encrypted. It's always got to be in your mind set that you know if you're using a credit card online, you know, make sure it says HTTPS, not HTTP, right? I mean, it's a secured channel. Um, mm-hmm. If you're if you you are sending critical and privileged communications to your clients, send them encrypted. Most most um, mail systems out there have a way for you to set up a uh, what's called a certificate that basically both you and your client know only, and you can actually send encrypted emails. So, you know, if it's that important, do it. And research it and, and know what you're doing there. Mm-hmm. Um, so the next thing I'd like to talk about are some of the trends that are coming out, right? So, okay. Bleeding edge wearable devices, right? Security alert, okay? Um, <laughs> Will Robinson, right? It's, it's security <laughs> alert, security alert. It's, they, you know, this, a lot of these things send data to the cloud. So if you don't want people to know what your heart rate is doing, don't wear uh, a, a one of those devices that sends all your your biometrics up into the cloud. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Or if mm-hmm. you do use it, make sure you know what your data is being used for. <laughs> Doesn't really apply to mediation per se, but it's the same idea. Bleeding edge, be careful. Um, mm-hmm. Something that you could use, something else that you could use are, are tablet improvements. I'll give you a great example. Um, Microsoft now offers their Office 365 subscription for free for tablets and smart devices. And I've used this, and you can actually really create and edit Office documents on your iPad, for example, and it works. You can write things from scratch. You can update documents and put it out into the cloud. Um, Microsoft has a cloud drive, disk drive, storage drive, there's Dropbox, there's a lot of them out there, 
um, mm-hmm. and those are supported. So, mm-hmm. you know, there there are going to be tablet improvements coming out this year, and there's, there's there's always stuff happening that you should keep up on because that's a great way to get rid of your desktop computer. You can you can really now use your tablet as a computer much more than you could before, and you and you might be a way to be much more mobile. Um, is something you want to do. Exactly. That's what I was going to say. If you are, you know, we are out of our office, we get a call from our, our client, we can pull over and, um, you know, to a, a, a spot where we can be, um, accessible and talk with our client, pull out our, our pad and conduct our business right there. We can send you, uh, we can send the client the, or here's a copy of this or, or you could send me that and I can read it. And I think that's an excellent, excellent, um, uh, tool and a way to go there, Brian. It's very good. Okay. Absolutely. Well, listen, I thank you, Brian, so much for your time. I thank you so much for the wealth of education that you have given to me and my listeners out here about the cutting edge of technology, about green technology. We talked a lot about encryption. We talked a lot about the gotchas, what to look out for. And, and also, um, uh, you know, you also told us how we can be more accessible and more mobile and more professional as we are uh, going, uh, as we are embarking on uh, more and more of a globalized society and not be basically being in our office as we are conducting business. Now, what I would like to say, should any of you like to contact Brian William Keys to assist you with your technology needs for your business, whether it's for your business or for your personal needs, you could do so by calling him at 480-283-7270 or by emailing him at contact Brian and Brian is spelled B-R-I-A-N at Keeves and Keeves is spelled K-E Visa Victor E-S and Sam E-S as in Sam dot U-S. I'll repeat that is contact Brian at Keeves dot U-S. Thank you for being on my show, Brian, this morning. Thank you, Teresa. It was really great. And, and I, I've been listening to all your shows and you're doing a great job. Well, thank you so much. I really appreciate that. Enjoy the rest of your day. You too. Bye bye. All right. Thank you. All right. Let's take a quick break and we will return for my closing comments. Do you have disagreements with your landlord regarding your home or apartment that you are renting? Or have you fallen behind in your HOA payments and you cannot reason with the HOA Association for resolution of your issues? I can assist you. My name is Teresa E. Keys. I am an independent professional mediator. Give me a call at 480-283-7270. You do not have to litigate your disagreements. They can be professionally mediated. The process of professional mediation is an effective, efficient, timely, and less costly method for resolving your disputes. Give me a call today at 480-283-7270. And you can also email me at Teresa at Mediation Talk Show. Welcome back to Put It All on the Table Through Mediation. Here again, Teresa E. Keeves. Well, thank you, ladies and gentlemen, for 
listening to me and my guest Brian Keyes, we discussed technology and I thought it was I thought it was great. I had fun with it and a, a lot of things that I've even learned and jotting down some notes and things like that that I'm going to talk about and and infuse into my mediation practice and I'm sure that you have done it too. You know, in my research, as usual, I always like to um, share with you uh, things that I have found myself. For example, I was reading this um, article by Elisa Gregory. She is a small business information expert, and she wrote a column that was that's called 33 Ways to Use Technology in Your Small Business. And I'm just going to read uh, a little bit of it as well as some of the tips that she's giving um, to her her um her audience, uh, as she has written this, uh, uh, this column. She says that technology can help small business owners leverage limited capital in smarter and more effective ways. In some cases, user technology is a natural progression for processes you may already have in place in your business. Now, some of her tips are these. She says to develop an efficient email management process and to use a time tracking software to make certain that you are using your time efficiently and to use an online invoice service to reduce the cost of collecting payment from customers. She also says to file your taxes more efficiently online. But as Brian has talked about, that if this is something that you're going to do, make sure that your information is safe and secured. She also goes on to say, use software to create a marketing plan that you can edit update and share with your team members if you have team members. She also says to use social media sites like Facebook, Twitter, Google, and Pinterest, and YouTube, et cetera, et cetera, to promote your business products and services. Start a blog related to your business and target audience. Collect email addresses through an opt-in form and start utilizing the power of email marketing. She also says to create a mobile office. That's something that we just talked about that allows you to work productively from anywhere. She says to get a virtual phone number and an electronic fax line that you can also take with you anywhere. She says to use your smartphone and select apps that sync within the infamous cloud to stay connected wherever you are. Now, The one last thing she says is that you should share digital files with your bookkeeper or accountant to improve your ongoing bookkeeping process. Because with a lot of us that are in business, we do not necessarily uh, uh, keep great records of what we do, how much we spend, what we take in, what's going out. And that's very, very essential because we don't want to have to um, you know, get caught up in, in, uh, being in, in a mediation with the IRS, let's say. Okay. I really, really and truly enjoyed, um, this, this conversation. I really and truly enjoy talking with you on a weekly basis. And I'm so excited this year as I make, I am expanding my, uh, radio program. We're going to have, um, um, guests that, that are, that are within the United States government. We're going to have more guests that are, 
um, actually um, have made it big in the um, professional mediation process that will help us who are starting and or give us um, ideas. We're going to talk more and more about um, any and all things that are connected with the mediation process in hopes that it this you know, that it will expand and educate and enlighten people as well as ourselves about the great benefits that are contained within the mediation process. And and I just want to say in closing that as I am embarking upon newness, I feel that it is very, very, very exciting for me. You know, it's like, as I said, goodbye to 2014. I am definitely open and ready to receive all of the greatness for my business life, and for my personal life. And I'm sure that you share that too. And as always, be kind to yourself and others. And this is Teresa E. Keeves, and I'll be talking to you next week. Enjoy your day. 